worship him. That's talking about the Antichrist that shall come. Whose nails have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So God made definite plans. It was not accidental that Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. Everything God foresaw, but he made plans for your redemption and mine. What a great privilege that God lost mankind. So much that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Just by believing the son of God, you have everlasting life. In Psalm 8, verse 4 to 5, the scripture says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. That is man. You are very important to God. Amen. Not to talk of the redeemed. You are redeemed. So you are so very important to God. When Satan fell and the angels, no plan for their redemption. But when man fell, oh, I will surely redeem this one. And he made adequate plans. In Galatians 4, verse 4 to 7, reads, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. A woman that had no no man had a child, and that boy child was Jesus. Amen. Very special and very unique. That's one thing that makes Jesus Christ very unique, born of a virgin. Have you heard of any other person born of a virgin in this world, historically, present time? Have you heard? You've not heard. But Jericho was born that way, the seed of the woman. Joseph was not the father, but just the stepfather taking care. Praise the Lord. That makes Jericho very unique. You should be proud that you have Jesus. If you have Jesus, victory is sure. Amen. Of course, you know also that there's one that special thing. In fact, there are so many things about Jesus. One that special thing is that he's the only one that has ever died and resurrected. Amen. Wonderful. Jesus is awesome, God. Amen. Yes. In Luke 1, verse 35 Bible says, and the angel answered and said unto her, that's Mary, the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is born will be called the son of God. That's talking about Jesus. Very unique circumstances about him. How he was born and how he gave himself sacrificially for mankind. The expression son of God, son of God, does not mean just the only son. Neither does it mean my only child. It does not mean, it does not mean that, oh, it's just a son. Everybody, we have sons, we have sons, sons of uh, people today, you know. We are all sons, sons and daughters of uh, our parents. It's not in that sense at all. 
son of God comes from a Greek word called monogenes. Monogenes. The only one with my genes. One and only. The only one of his kind. That's what makes Jesus unique. Thus, Jesus is the only one who has, the, who has God's genes. We can say that by faith because we are adopted children of God. But Jesus Christ is the only one who has God's genes. He is the only one who is God. He is man and he is God. The Jews realized the seriousness of Jesus Christ being addressed as the son of God. To the people of today, even the 20th century, they are son of God. They are sons of, you have sons of Judas, son of uh, Matthew, son of uh, Philip. Uh-huh. What's special about that? He's son of somebody now. But it's not just like that. Jesus being the son of God means that he is God. The Jews understood this. How do I know? Let's read the scripture. We'll find that. In John chapter 5, verse 18. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. If you say the son of God, that's serious. To them, it was a great blasphemy. And that Jesus must die. There's no way now. He's blasphemy. He's claiming he's God. He's claiming the son of God. And son of God, from what we know, means God himself. So can you say, they understood. But today, many people don't understand who Jesus is. They don't understand. They call him, oh, that good man, that righteous man. He was just a prophet. And they compare him with other prophets and all that. That you need revelation. But then they themselves, without revelation, they knew exactly the implication of somebody being called the Son of God. Jesus was the word of God that created in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read it. Genesis. 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Then let's go to John chapter 1 verse 1. The New Testament. John chapter 1 verse 1 in the New Testament. In the beginning was the word. W-O-R-D. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Read verse 14. Verse 14. John 1 verse 14. And the word, W-O-R-D, was made flesh. Can you see something here? And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. That's Jesus for you. That makes Jesus very, very special and very unique. Colossians 1 verse 16 tells us also about Jesus. Colossians 1 verse 16. For by him, he's talking about Jesus. For by him were all things, all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones 
or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. The picture is getting clearer. Jesus is not just common, my brother, my sister. And don't take that name lightly. When you have that name, you have victory. You carry God. You are carrying God. You are in God and God is in you. Amen. There's no religion in this world wherein they can boldly say that the God they serve is in them. But we can boldly say that Christ is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in the world is Satan. But Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. That's wonderful. Jesus is awesome. Jesus was God in human flesh. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And without controversy, no argument. Just listen to this. Scripture is speaking for itself today. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. That's Jesus for you. God was manifest in the flesh. You don't need to argue about it. Jesus Christ was true God and true man. And when you have him, you have everything. When Thomas was shown the nail print on Jesus' hand, no after resurrection, he proclaimed, said, my Lord and my God. Then he worshiped. That's John chapter 20, verse 28. Did Jesus Christ refute that proclamation by Thomas? He said, my Lord and my God, for indeed he is God. Amen? Jesus was in two dimensions. A son of God, God manifest in the flesh, and a son of man. At the same time, John chapter 3, verse 13. Let's see what the scripture says about Jesus. Why he was ministry. And no man had ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven. Jesus came down from heaven. Even the son of man which is in heaven. Present tense as at that time. He was here and he was there. Amen. That's Jesus for you. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. And that is the son of man who, that is the son of man who came from heaven. He is Jesus. Jesus proved his divinity by his resurrection. In John chapter 2, 19 to 21. Let's see what happened there. John chapter 2. 19 to 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I, 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 I will raise it up. Jesus is talking. In three, destroy this temple. By that temple, he met his own body, his own body, not the physical temple. In three days, I will raise it up. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then also, 
he said in Matthew 12, verse 40, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the waste belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus said this. He knew what, 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 was, go, what, what was going to pass through for our redemption. Did Jesus fulfill these promises? Yes, he did. The question now arises. Who raised Jesus from the dead? Who raised Jesus from the dead? Okay, you are right, you are correct. Who raised Jesus from the dead? You are correct. So if you say, God the Father raised him from the dead, you are very, very correct, 100%. Acts chapter 2, verse 24. If you say the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead, very correct, 100%. Romans 8, 11 to 13 tells you that. You are very correct. If you say Jesus raised himself, of course you are so correct. Amen? Yeah, because we just read that in John chapter 2, 19 to 21. Okay. Okay, we say, the angel of the Lord raised Jesus from the dead. Also, you are so very correct. Matthew 28, verse 2, tells us about how it actually happened, the resurrection. The angel of the Lord, let's read it, uh, let's read. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. So we can see the angel of the Lord. But let me tell you, that expression, angel of the Lord, wherever it's used in the Old Testament, it talks about God himself. After all, God himself even manifested as just angels. God appeared to Abraham. And there were two, there were three angels. Well, it happened that God was in one of the angels, or one of the angels was God, and gave promise to Abraham, one of the angels. The angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in the bony bush and gave him a commission. That's God Almighty. The angel of the Lord is God Almighty. Amen. So you see, who raised Jesus? He said, the Father, correct. You say the Son, correct. You say Holy Spirit, correct. The angel of the Lord, correct. The angel of the Lord is the Lord God Almighty himself. Amen. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Period. Jesus had absolute authority over life and death. Absolute authority. You see, Jesus is special. Don't commonize that name. You are carrying God Almighty. When you have Jesus, when you accept Jesus into your life and you are now a child of God, you are just somebody very special. Amen. Jesus preexisted Abraham. He said, Before Abraham was, I am. That was a gay and unknown, another annoying thing that made the Jews to kill Jesus. Look at this young man. Abraham, our father, he said, before him you were? What are you talking? When Moses 
was led, was asked. When Moses asked God, you know, God was commissioning him, go to, the, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. He said, oh, I'm not confident. I can't talk. I can't talk. Okay, I'll give you a spokesman. And that's Aaron. Then, he was very inquisitive. That's Moses. He asked, okay now. You say I should go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. If Pharaoh asked me, who sent me? What am I going to tell him? <laughs> then he said, I am that I am sent me. Tell him like that. Say, I am that I am sent me. Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. I am that I am. When you hear that expression, I am that, we're talking about God. No one else. It's like when you hear about Alpha and Omega. He's talking about God and no other. Amen? All these scriptures above prove beyond doubt that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are one and the same Spirit. In Isaiah 43 verse 11, let's read something there. Old Testament. Say Jehovah of Old Testament. Isaiah 43 verse 11. I, the Spirit, Jehovah, Yahweh, talking. I, even I, I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Awesome. Beside that God who spoke at that time, no Savior. Is Jesus Christ duplicating uh, the Savior? I mean, those who saved us now? No. Same God. Amen. I even am the Lord, and beside me there's no Savior. Isaiah 44, verse 6 says, Thus said the Lord, the King of Israel, I am the first and the last. That's talking about God. The first and the last is like Alpha and Omega. Hosea chapter 13, verse 4 says, And shall know that there is no God but me. The God that spoke to Hosea in the Old Testament said that. In Revelation 1, verse 18, Jesus said of himself, I am Alpha and Omega. I am he who lives and was dead. I'm alive forevermore. Amen. That's Jesus for you. He's Alpha, he's Omega. Revelation 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Jesus stands supreme above everyone else. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's read it. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him, that's Jesus, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, all, 100%. In him, in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I and my father are one. John chapter 10, verse 30. The father judged no man, but had committed all judgments unto the son. For those who, who think they are wise, see? talk to me about Jesus. I want to talk about God, 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 God. The father, the father. 
I believe in the Father, but not this Jesus people are talking about. They hate that name Jesus, but he's everything. Look at what God the Father has done. God the Father judgeth no man. He's not the one to judge you. God the Father. Listen to this, this scripture, John chapter 5, verse 22. The Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgments unto the Son. You can't hide from it. Jesus, the Son of God, is God. Amen. If you have Jesus, you have the Father. If you say, if you claim you have God, I, I believe in God, I believe in God, I serve God, but please forget about Jesus. You don't know God. No, you don't know God. And this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. No running away. This life is in his son. 1 John chapter 5, 10 to 12. Also, 1 John chapter 5, verse 26. And we are in him. That is true. Even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. 1 John 5, 20. Scripture is speaking. We are in the last days and the Antichrist system, the Antichrist system with one world religion is about to downplay on this eternal truth of Jesus being the only savior of the world. This is important. Please take note of that. We are in the last days and the Antichrist system is rising with one world religion rising. They are going to downplay on this truth that Jesus is the Son of God and is God himself. They will give the impression you can make heaven without this Jesus, the Messiah. That's what is in the offing now. And if you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Amen. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 states that Jesus Christ is God's provided way of salvation. The only way. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any order. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Don't tell me Jesus is one of the ways to heaven. That's anti-scripture. Says one of the ways. Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Amen. What else do we need? Don't allow all these humanists, all these false religions to deceive you about who Jesus is. If you want to make heaven, you want to be saved, you need Jesus. And he's the all-sufficient one. He's the one whose blood was shed for your redemption. And he has done it once and for all time. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord today shall be saved. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, you know, As many as received him, Jesus, he gave them power. He gave them right to become children of God. That's the only name we have. If you don't have anything in this world, please make sure you have Jesus. Amen.
So today we are just talking about Jesus because it's so awesome and special. Amen. Yes. Jesus is God's provided way of salvation. All those who are listening to me right now, and all those who are watching, please surrender your heart to Jesus. Because he's the only way, he's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that was qualified, you know, to serve as the propitiation for our sin, as the perfect sacrifice, without blemish, without spot, without wrinkle. Jesus never sinned. And so that made him qualified. If you read uh, Revelation chapter 5, you see the mystery of our redemption about the opening of the scrolls. The opening of the scroll, and that John, who had this revelation, was crying, was weeping. Oh, nobody, there was just nobody worthy enough to unloosen, to untie the scroll that had been sealed with seven seas. That was figurative of our redemption. Jesus and him only, the Lamb of God, see, slain for the foundation of the world. He's the one that came and opened it, seal after seal. Only Jesus, no other. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. If you are listening to me, or you are here, and you have not surrendered your heart to Jesus, he loves you dearly. Please. Just bow down your head, wherever you are. Just acknowledge the lordship of Jesus Christ, that he's the only savior. The only one who can forgive your sins. Tell him you are a sinner. I'm a sinner. That's what the Bible says in Romans 3, verse 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Romans 6, verse 23, say the wages of sin is death, separation from God. But the good news is, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He's the only one just asking for pardon and mercy. I should save you and make you a child of God. That's all you need. Christ hasn't said, go and bring, or empty your bank account and bring money. No. He said, go and do this. Go and fast for 70 days or 100 days before I can save you. No. He said, do anything else but just have faith in God. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Jesus Christ is both the Lord and Savior. He's our healer. He's our creator. He heals. If you are here, you are sick, you can receive healing in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that by his stripes, we were healed. Past tense, it's already done, concluded. That's why Jesus Christ said, it is finished. Telesta, it is finished. The Greeks say, it is finished. You don't need any other words. You don't need anything else to do. Rest your hope and faith on what Jesus Christ has done once and for all time for your salvation and my salvation. So just ask God to have mercy upon you, forgive your sin, and make you a child of God. Come unto him. All you that labor and are heavy laden, he will give you rest. Romans 10, 9 to, to 10. Romans 10, 9 to 10. Some people say, oh, I don't believe it by heart. That's good. That's what the Bible says, actually. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in, the, in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, 
thou shalt be saved. It's as simple as that. Believe that Jesus died for you. Believe that he was buried for you. And he rose again for your justification. He shed his precious blood and he's coming back again. That is all you need to believe. Mean it with all your heart. Say it out. Because with the heart, man believes. But with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Pronounce it. Say, I believe you, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. Save me. Make me a child of God. From today, I will serve you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Those who are sick, I want to pray for you, both here and those who will hear me later. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, the word of God said that you took for the nice tries for me. Lord, all those tries were for our healing, for the healing of every kind of sickness. There is no disease that God cannot heal. Lord, you say if we believe in you, you take all, none of these diseases will come nigh us. It is so. But if there be anyone that is afflicted now, in the name of Jesus, I declare you whole. In Jesus' name. Because 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, By his stripes ye were healed. Christ has come that you will have life and have life abundantly. He's interested in your salvation, salvation of your soul. He's interested in your body, in your head. In fact, divine head is the ultimate that we should ask God for. But if anyone is sick anytime, just call upon the name of the Lord who will deliver you by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. May the Lord bless this word into your heart. And as many poor as have heard me and they have spiritual bondage, the same Lord Jesus can deliver you. The same Lord Jesus Christ can deliver you from every demonic oppression. Just call upon that name, Jesus, and demons will tremble in your life. May the Lord bless you, uphold you, and keep you, and preserve you blameless, spirit, soul, and body, even to his coming. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless your hearts.